I'm good. I'm good. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, put your hands together and praise him in here. As our young people come before us, they're going to praise the Lord through dance. We ask that you praise the Lord with them in the name of Jesus. Let's give the, the Lord one more hand clap of praise this morning. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I don't know where I would be. Fellowship, let's go. My testimony is real.
efficient, on time, and exactly what you need. Beret has to pick up his streamers, y'all. Give him a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't he is. I'm sorry. We thank God for your presence this morning, and we're going to ask that you just make sure that you make I see we have those coming in. We're going to give them a minute. Come on. Let them come on in, ushers. Do we have a deacon that's ready to do the prayer? Brother Deacons, whoever you are, I want you to come. Good morning. Let us pray. Father, which is in heaven, we thank you for this day. We give thanks for this assembly here this morning. And we offer you our ultimate praise. Father, we come thanking you just not for a week's journey, but for turning over a new calendar year for us. We thank you for it, and we pray, Father, that we can be as just committed to this year in serving you as we have in the past. Father, matter of fact, renew our strength that we can press on, that we can do the things that you're calling us to do. Father, we pray for the sick, and we pray for those who are shed in that they will feel your power and feel your glory and that your will will be done in their lives. Father, we pray for the one who will bring your message this morning. Pray that we would open our mind, our hearts, our soul to your word and that we will respond and ple be pleasing unto you. These and other blessings we ask from your son, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to ask now that we all stand. Let's do the responsive reading together. May we read together. Whatsoever ye should ask in prayer, believe in you. Wow, isn't that wonderful? Let's say that like we really mean it. Whatever we shall ask in prayer, believe in you. We're going to ask you to please continue to remain standing and join us in our congregation hymn for the morning. Ask what you will, verses 1 and 3. 
and all you have to do is ask and he will hear and he will be a blessing to all of us we thank you for your presence we thank you for your participation we're going to just pause now for a few announcements we ask that you please keep the Charles and Sylvester family in your prayers to thank you for your kindness and sympathy at a time when it was deeply appreciated again that is the Charles and Sylvester family and I know that there are others that we need to just recommend that you pray for sister Emma Griffin wife of brother Walter Griffin will be finalized Thursday June July excuse me January the 10th at Second Temple we ask you to be in prayer for that family as well there will be a celebration live that took place January the 5th in Brookhaven, uh, in, in Brooksville, Illinois. Uh, we ask that you continue to pray for that family, and that, was, that would be Sister Glenda Wright, and there are others I know along the way. So we ask you to please just pray one for another. Amen? We all know that this is a new year, right? Amen. God bless you. And before we go to any further, we're just going to ask that you just find somebody away from where you're sitting and just shake, shake, shake their hand and say, look, I love you and son, God does too. Just, just say something good, I mean. God bless you. <laughs> Don't you feel a little bit better? Okay, we're going to pause just for a moment now and get some additional announcement from the media. Media? Good morning, Cade Chapel. Join us on next Sunday here at Cade for a Tigaloo College Recruitment Day. All high school juniors and seniors and parents are invited to a reception following the 8 and the 11 o'clock worship services to meet with college recruiters. All Tougaloo alum, please be sure to wear your red and blue and represent the Eagle Queen. Our guest speaker for Sunday at 8 o'clock will be the Dr. Alvin O'Neill Jackson. I know you've been waiting for it. Bible study is back this Wednesday. Join us at 7 p.m. here in the sanctuary for Bible study. The K Chapel Voices of Love presents A King's Dreams 2019. The event will be held on Sunday, January the 20th at 3 p.m. here at Cade, featuring the Jackson MLK Interdenominational Mass Choir. Come and sing with us. Rehearsals will be held here at Cade on Saturday, January the 12th at 1 p.m. and on Friday, January the 18th at 6 p.m. and Saturday, January the 19th at 1 p.m. Happy New Year, Cade Chapel. As we move into 2019, take a quick moment and make sure you're connected to what's happening here at Cade. To receive general Cade messages, text the keyword Cade to 70,000. Again, just text Cade to 70000. And be sure to download the Cade Chapel app in the App Store for both Apple and Android. It's first Sunday here at Cade, which means we're celebrating your birthdays. Happy birthday to everyone with a birthday during the month of January. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. 
we're going to just remind you that the state convention is just around the corner. We ask that you decide on your contribution, whatever that may be, but just know that it is, as you well know already, around the corner, and we want to make sure that we are well represented. Amen? I believe these are announcements, except the fact that I know that we must have some visitors, uh, those who are present who may not have been here before. So we're going to just pause right now and ask all of our visitors, if you're not yet a member of this congregation, we're going to ask you to, not necessarily the congregation, this church, we're going to ask you please stand. Let us thank you for coming and invite you back. All visitors, please stand up. I don't believe it. Stand up, visitors. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. There's one. We'll take whatever we can get. Amen. There's another one. Remain standing. We want you to know on behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Reginald Buckley, our pastor, Mr. Reverend Hart Buckley, and all the K Chapel family, just so happy that you chose to worship here today. If you're just visiting, please come anytime to get the live. But if by chance you're looking for a church home before you leave, we're going to try to convince you that you just found a home. Well, while you're standing, we're going to give you something you're going to get here at K Chapel Mr. Jeff Baptist Church.
may have seen in the Jackson Advocate and the Mississippi Link a pretty nice spread on Kate Chapel's 2018 Christmas Cantata. I have about 50 very limited copies of the spread, so um, but it's in the Jackson Advocate and Mississippi Link. So if you see me right up front after search, you can get a copy if you like a copy this morning. Thank you. I know you would like a copy because that's something that would go down in history. Amen. This time now, we're going to pause for a time in our service where we all can participate. We'd like to remind you that during early morning service, we give only just one uh, offering. But just prior to that, and ushers can stay up, but we're going to ask that we just give you attention of two. Uh, I'm sure that there are females back there. We're going to ask that we just know who they are so we can just uh, just pray for them and support them as they come. Bring them. Good morning, K Chapel. This morning, I want to present to you um, our 2019 junior and senior Miss K Chapel. They have uh, had we had their pageant December the 9th of this of last year, and of course, these young ladies all competed for positions that which they have gained. And this morning, they are here this morning to show you that they are proud to be part of this church and that they are proud to be Miss. Junior and Senior K Chap. So if you will, with me, I present to you our Junior, Miss K Chapel, Miss Tristan J. Ballou. Come on, K, we can do better than that. And we have our Senior, Miss Kenya R. Johnson. Come on, K Chapel, let's do better than that. These ladies worked hard for these two positions. They competed against other young ladies in, the, in their same categories, and they gained victorious. So we want to thank them and hope you all support them in all their endeavors throughout the rest of this year, and hope that they will pray that they will continue to stay safe and well in their keep. Thank you, ladies. These young ladies did compete, and they are ready to serve, so they are uh, going to be serving in capacities here in the church as well as in the community. Any organizations that are in need of their support, if you would please contact myself, I am Lanita Ballou, or you may contact any member of the Youth Department Executive Board, and we will be more than happy to prepare them to serve. Good morning, church. Um, today after 11 o'clock service, we will be having a youth council meeting. During these youth council meetings, we um, focus on building up our youth department bigger as we get into 2019. Of course, it's a new year. We will serve them after this meeting, so please come out and join us as we create our youth department and more. Thank you. Well, I think we can do better than that. They did our children, amen. Amen. God bless you. We thank those who helped them to get to where they are, and we're just going to continue to pray for them. This time now, we're going to ask that we prepare to give, as we have been so blessed. This choir is going to give us the message that's on just after the uh, pulpit uh, presentation. And we're going to ask again that you give as you have been so blessed. And just remember, you can't be God-given. Amen? Amen. Faithful in that which is faith, he that is faithful in that which is least, 
is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? I have shown you all things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. God's word for God's people. Let's just quiet.
Heavenly Father, we thank you we don't have to worry that you will take care of us. God, we thank you this morning. You brought us to another year. And we just want to say thank you for allowing us to be here this morning. We want to thank you for this offering. We know that it will be used for the benefit of this community. And it's in the precious name of Jesus that every saint say amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. We thank God for this day and for this worship experience. It's the first Sunday of 2019, a brand new year. Somebody ought to bless the Lord in this house. Amen. Listen, I don't know how you want the year to end, but I'm, I'm, I've discovered that I'm willing to start the year the way I want the year to end. And since I want the year to end well, I'm going to start it well. So I'm going to just give him praise up front. I'm going to give him glory up front. I'm going to thank him right now for what I think he's going to do and bless his holy name. Is there anybody in this house that's come to give God some glory? Hallelujah. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Amen. Amen. What an awesome God. A mighty good God we serve. Good to see each of you, my father's children. Listen, listen. It's the first Sunday, first Sunday of January of new month. And so we want to wish all of our January babies a happy birthday. If you're celebrating a birthday this month, won't you stand to your feet and let us wish you a happy birthday on this first Sunday. January babies. Happy God bless you. God bless you. Listen, I know you heard it earlier in the announcements, but I do just want to reiterate on next Sunday, next Sunday, a very special Sunday here at K Chapel as we celebrate Tougaloo College Day with Tougaloo College. Uh, many of the uh, representatives from the school will be here on, on site, and they will be conducting also uh, interviews for those uh, graduating seniors. Uh, who are looking to get into college and wondering where they can go, we want you to consider my dear Eagle Queen, amen, Tougaloo College. I got my blanket in the back. I'm going to bring it out for the 11 o'clock service. Amen. 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 But in all seriousness, we do want all of you who have graduating seniors, and even, even if you are, are, are a junior at this point, uh, you want to start at least having conversations. You want to start engaging uh, college recruiters. And so it's a good idea for even juniors to show up and be a part of this process as well. But we're looking forward to a great time on next Sunday. That's at both the 8 and 11 o'clock services. Dr. Beverly Hogan will be here as well. And a very special guest, Dr. Uh, Alvin, Alvin Jackson, will be sharing with us during our 8 o'clock service. Dr. Jackson uh, is the brother of our own, Dr. Loretta Jackson-Williams, and also uh, served as the pastor of Mississippi Boulevard there in Memphis, Tennessee for a number of years. So we're looking forward to a great time on next Sunday morning. We invite each of you to come out. And if you have a graduating senior, bring him or her to K-Chapel. All of our live stream audience, you're listening. Bring your high school graduating senior to K-Chapel on next Sunday. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Amen. Amen. At this time, at K.A. Chapel's time in the service we call special music. And that means that it's an opportunity for you to prepare your hearts and minds for the message from the pulpit. 
We do this by a special selection from the choir, so this time we have a selection from the Voices of Love.
Can anybody declare that you're grateful this morning? Can anybody testify that you're grateful this morning? Gratefulness means that, listen, everything's not perfect, but I'm grateful for what it is. Everything isn't going the way I want it, but I'm grateful for what I got. I'm, I'm grateful that God has not forgotten about me. May not have everything I want to have, but I thank God for what he blessed me with. Any grateful folk in the house, you're grateful when you know that you didn't have to have what you do have. You're grateful when you know it didn't have to be as good as it is. You're grateful when you can look back over your life and see where the Lord has brought you from. I'm grateful. I'm grateful today. Because I know he didn't have to do it. But he did. All the grateful people just make some noise in this house today. If you're grateful and not ashamed to tell the Lord, Lord, I, I thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Hey. Bless his name. I'm grateful. Grateful. Things being as good as they are. Because I've lived long enough to know that they don't have to be this good. Don't fool yourself. You walking today. Don't fool yourself. It can be a whole nother story tomorrow. You, you ought to be grateful. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. You will consider with me a portion of scripture found in Matthew's gospel. Matthew chapter number six. Beginning with the 25th verse, I will be reading from the contemporary English version. It reads as follows. I tell you not to worry about your life. Don't worry about having something to eat, drink, or wear. Isn't life more than food and clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They don't plant or harvest. They don't even store grain in barns. Yet your Father in heaven takes care of them. Aren't you worth more than birds? Can worry make you live any longer? Why worry about clothes? Look how the wildflowers grow. They don't work hard to make their clothes, but I tell you that Solomon with all of his wealth wasn't as well clothed as one of them. God gives such beauty to everything that grows in the fields. Even though it is here today and thrown into a fire tomorrow, he will surely do even more for you. Why do you have such little faith? Don't worry and ask yourselves, will we have anything to eat? Will we have anything to drink? Will we have any clothes to wear? Only people who don't know God are always worrying about such things. Your Father in heaven knows 
that you need all of these. But more than anything else, put God's work first and do what he wants. Then the other things will be yours as well. Don't worry about tomorrow. It'll take care of itself. You have enough to worry about today. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to preach from the subject this morning, five reasons not to worry this year. Five reasons not to worry this year. Six days into the new year, 359 days left, and while good majority of us spend the first few days of a new year setting things in order and getting some things on track and putting some things into perspective, some of us have already started out the new year worrying. The truth be told, some of us have picked up in 2019 where we left off in 2018, worrying. Some of the same things we worried about the last week of 2018, we've worried about the first week of 2019. Some of the things that bothered us in last year are already bothering us right now. Some of the things that caused us frustration and that was a fixation upon our minds last year have already claimed its mental real estate taking up residence and setting up shop for another year of worry, another year of fear, another year of you living life scared. But before we go another day into the new year, before we get too far down the road of 2019, I want to try and interrupt this deadly and devious cycle of worry and doubt, fear and frustration, angst and anxiety, and give you at least five reasons why you should not worry this year. Because worry, stress, fear can be deadly and destructive. General Douglas MacArthur said these words, quote, worry, doubt, fear, and despair are the enemies that slowly bring us down to the ground and turn us to dust before we die. End of quote. And, and that is my concern for you who worry and live life stressed and in anxiety, that you are turning to dust before you die. Worry is siphoning your joy and stress is robbing your peace. Anxiety is draining your passion. Fear is pulling away at your creativity and you are but a shell of the person you should be right now. The reality is most of us worry way too much. You said that if you were to graph a person's worry and put it on a pie chart, the things that we worry about most, said that the average person spends about 40% of their time worrying about things that will never come to pass. 30% of our worries involve past decisions that we can't change, 40 and 30, that's 70% now. 12% of our worries come from unfounded criticism from others that is not true. 
And another 10% are related to minor and trivial issues of everyday life like a flat tire or a broken water heater. Which means that about 92% of the things that we worry about are things that don't happen, things that have already happened that we can't change, things that aren't true, and things that weren't that much of a big deal to begin with. Which means that only 8% of our worries could be described as legitimate causes for current concern and emotional involvement. Just 8% of the stuff that you worry about is legit. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. 8% of the stuff you worried about is stuff that you should actually give some consideration to. Which means... We worry way too much. I'm looking at y'all so right now. Some of y'all worried right now. Worry. How long he gonna preach? Worry. Worried, worried, worried. Did you lead our own similar? Worried. Where you gonna eat today? Worried. Worry. We spend way too much time worrying. I know we're a Baptist church and we don't speak in tongues, but I'm going to give you permission to speak in tongues. Tell your neighbor this morning, Hakuna Matata. <laughs> go, go ahead, tell him. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna, go ahead. Lay hands on to Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. It means don't worry. <laughs> Y'all so funny. Don't worry. Stop worrying so much. Stories told about death. Death was walking around to a city one day, and a man saw death coming to the city and, and asked death, what are you going to do? And death said, I'm going to kill 10,000 people today. Man read, ran ahead of death in the city, warning everybody that death was coming and what he was going to do. And at the end of the day, he had gotten the daily news and, and saw in the newspaper that 70,000 people had been killed that day. And he saw death walking by. He said, death, you told me you were only going to kill 10,000 folk. How is it that 70,000 people are dead? He said, I only killed 10. So the other 60 came because you went and told them that I was in town. And they worry themselves. <laughs> Jesus has something to say to us about worry. And not just about the 92% of the illegitimate worry, but also about the 8% of worry credible stuff. Jesus says that worry should not be an experience of the believer's life. Worry should not be what believers are known for. Worry should not be something that comprises the character profile of the believer. Listen to his words again. I tell you not to worry about your life. Let that sink in for a moment. I tell you, don't worry about your life. What if you were to live this year not worry? I know that's a foreign thought for some of you. What if you were to live this year not worried, fully depending on God? Not worried about all the stuff you usually worry about, but fully dependent 
upon God, not losing any sleep, not waking up in the middle of the night, not on edge about this and not upset about that, not distraught over your diagnoses, not tense about the test, not frustrated over finances. I mean, just a simply worry-free life. That's what Paul meant when he said, cast your cares upon the Lord. In other words, stop worrying and fretting over the things of this life. And that is exactly what Jesus says to us. Stop worrying. Stop worrying. Now don't take his words out of context. You, you should not leave this text thinking that because Jesus said not to worry about your life means that you have somehow been excused from being concerned about life. There are plenty of things about life that you ought to show some concern. There are a lot of things that ought to bother you and ought to stir up interest. Young people, if you're not doing your best in school, that ought to concern you. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. My brothers and sisters, if you are not managing your health the way that you ought to be doing and not eating how you should, you ought to be concerned about that. If your marriage is suffering because you are not the person you ought to be in that relationship, that ought to bother you. If your community is suffering from gun violence, if resources keep being diverted around you, if policies keep being passed that negatively impact you, you ought to be informed, concerned, and bothered by that. If systems keep creating inequities and causing disparities between people, groups, and populations, that ought to stir something up inside of you. Don't misunderstand what Jesus means when he says to us not to worry. He is not suggesting that we turn a blind eye to the matters of the world. He is not asserting that we should divorce ourselves from the realities of life as they exist. He is not proposing that we should disengage ourselves from the causes of righteousness and justice. Be clear, Christ very much expects us to be informed and involved in matters of mercy, in issues of injustice, and in causes for the flourishing of humanity. But what he does not expect is for us to spend our lives worrying. When you read this text, you see how this thought develops. Jesus is teaching his disciples in what is called the Sermon on the Mount, which begins in chapter 5 with what we call the Beatitudes. This is where Jesus take the, takes the time to identify what a Christian looks like, uh, how a Christian behaves, and what a Christian is known for. It is in that same, this same sermon that he also declares that his followers are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. It is in the same sermon that Jesus instructs us that we are to love our enemies and bless those who curse us and do good to those who hate us and to pray for those who despitefully use us and persecute us. All of that is in chapter 5. When we get to chapter 6, chapter 6 has to deal more with the heart of the believer in worship and how to come before God and stand before man in humility and modesty. So Jesus teaches in chapter 6, teaches first of all how to provide assistance. When he says, when you give alms. He says, there's a way, watch this, to help somebody. Watch this, he says, there's a way for you to give charity. And the way for you to do it, watch this, is not to broadcast it to everybody. There's a way for you to give alms. There's a way for you to assist someone in need. And when you give assistance, he says, don't sound the trumpet. Don't, don't let everybody in on what you did. You know I helped her out this month. That ain't her business. 
That's between you and the person you help and your God. Do I have a witness in here? Jesus says, so first thing I need to teach you is how to provide assistance. But then he goes on and he teaches us secondly how to pray. He says, and when you pray, don't, don't be like the hypocrites who, who stand on the corners to be seen of men. He said, don't, don't pray like the heathens who use vain repetitions. But when you pray, he says, go to your secret closet. Say, go to your closet and close the door and the God who hears you in secret will reward. I wish I had some Bible readers in here. Will reward you openly. In other words, it goes right back to that teaching about humility and modesty. Not showing off and showboating in front of people, but rather, rather let your worship and your praise be authentic and humble. You don't have to tell folk how long you pray. That's not their business. You don't have to tell folk how much you give. That's not their business. So he taught them how to provide assistance. He taught, taught them how to pray. Then he went on and taught them how to present yourselves when fasting. He said, when you fast, don't go around with a sad face. When you fast, don't go around till everybody... You fasting and you can't have this and can't have that and you trying to look spiritual and holy and everything else. He said, no, when you fast, wash your face, anoint your head, and act like you all right. Wish I had a witness in here. Let that be between you and the Lord, stop showboating, stop grandstanding when you give us provide assistance, when you pray, when you present yourself in fasting. And then finally, he teaches on how to prioritize. He says, lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and neither thieves can break in and steal. In all of that teaching, there is the general lesson here about humility and modesty and living in such a way that spiritual things take priority to material things. That Watch this, that what God thinks of me is more important than what man thinks of me. Now, all of that is in this teaching. Yes, and immediately after he says, you ought to rank spiritual things higher than material things, Jesus immediately turns his attention to the issue of worrying. Because he knows that when you start putting spiritual things before material things, that the heart of man starts to worry. When you start to suggest that material things are not as important as we make them, the heart of man starts to worry. And here's the first reason I want to give you this year not to worry. Number one, don't worry, write it down. Don't worry this year, first of all, because he told us not to. It's in the text. Therefore, I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat and what ye shall drink. The first reason you have not to worry in 2019 is because Jesus said, don't do it. It's his commandment to us. And when you choose to worry, you are breaking his command. When you choose to worry, when you get bad news and worry about it, when you have no news, and make it up. 
because we'll do that too, you know. You are in fact breaking the very commandment of God when he says, don't worry. Throughout the Bible, we hear the Lord instructing those who he would use to perform his purpose by saying to them, do not be afraid. Why? Because it's hard to use somebody who's always scared, always worrying about what might happen, what could happen, what happened last time somebody tried it. And, and, and so the first reason you need not worry this year is because Jesus tells us not to. Second reason you need not worry this year, number two, because here it is, now write this down, a sovereign God can handle my simple needs. That's the second reason you need not worry, because a sovereign God can handle my simple needs. Verse 25, I tell you not to worry about your life. Don't worry about having something to eat, drink, or wear. Isn't life more than food and clothing? Verse 26, look at the birds in the sky. They don't plant or harvest. They don't even store grain in the barns. Yet your Father in heaven takes care of them. Aren't you worth more than the birds? Jesus says, listen, don't worry. Because first of all, watch this. Life is about more than what's on your mind. The stuff that you're thinking about, life is way bigger than that. He says, don't worry. I know, I know what you're thinking about is serious to you and has implications and consequences for you if they are not met and perhaps even for others. But Jesus causes us to put it to scale when he says, God is taking care of birds. Aren't you worth more than birds? Sometimes we, let me see if I can explain it this way. The Bureau, Bureau of Standards has said that, 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 that a, a dense fog that covers seven city blocks, a dense fog that covers seven city blocks. You know, fog is made up of, of just water droplets, small water droplets. They, they said a dense fog that covers seven city blocks, when you condense all that water and bring it all together, they said, guess, guess how much water it is? One cup. One cup of water creates all of that effect. It's, in other words, watch this, watch this. It's not a whole lot at all. But the way that it's displaced and dispersed causes it to look bigger than what it really is. And I'm saying to you that some of us have caused and looked at life and things that really aren't big at all. We've given it way more credit. <sighs> what we don't realize is that a lot of what we're worried about is not even that big. And it certainly is not as big as our God. Our sovereign God can help with our simple problems. And by simple, I'm not suggesting to you that what you're dealing with is not serious. I just want you to gain the right perspective and know that next to God, that big problem is not big. Next to a sovereign God, that huge dilemma is not that huge. Next to a sovereign God, that big issue is not that big. Next to a sovereign God, that tough situation is not that tough. And instead of you fretting over how big your problem is this year, you ought to be thanking God that he's sovereign over all of life. 
And there is nothing greater than my God. There is nothing bigger than my God. And my sovereign God can handle my simple problems. Jesus said the birds fly in the sky. They don't plant nothing. They don't harvest anything. In fact, they don't even store anything. They just wake up and eat. And every time they go, they find something. Because God is taking care of birds. And Jesus said, if God is taking care of birds, don't you know he's got you on his mind? You're on God's mind. And since I'm on God's mind, I don't have to fret about what's on my mind. Watch this. Since God has it on his agenda, why put it on mine? Since, since it's part of God's schedule, why am I putting it on my schedule? Th things that God have to handle, you've got to learn how to completely give it to God and let it go. Third reason not to worry this year is because thirdly, watch this, because worry is a tacit admission of my distrust of God. Worry is a tacit admission. In other words, worry, none of us in here would just come out and say, I don't trust God. I mean, you, you really wouldn't do it. It wouldn't be very spiritual of you. you. You might do it at home, but you wouldn't do it in here. You, you, you wouldn't say to your neighbor, no, I don't trust God. But worry is the very implication that you don't trust God. You wouldn't say it with your mouth, but every time you worry, you're saying, God, I don't trust you. Every time you worry, it is a mission that, that your level of faith is not where it should be, saying that, God, I trust you with my life. I trust you with my body. I trust you with my finances. I trust you with my family. I trust you with my job. I trust you with my house. Everything I am, everything I have, I trust you with it. And when you start to worry about those things, you're saying, God, I really don't. Trust you. Verse 31 says, don't worry and ask yourselves, will we have anything to eat? Will we have anything to drink? Will we have any clothes to wear? Only people who don't know God are always worrying about such things. Ah. Jesus says, listen, only the folk who don't know him act like that. Only the ones who don't know that the Lord will come through. Act like he won't. Only the ones who've never seen him work in the past worry if he'll work in the future. Only the ones who have not stood with him and walked with him and had their hands in his. Only those people worry. And, it says, and so Jesus is saying, listen, if you've got any experience with God, if God has brought you out of anything, as God has been faithful to you, then quit acting like you don't have a God. Quit acting like God won't pull you through. 
Quit acting like the Lord won't open doors that have been closed in your face. Quit, quit acting like the Lord won't prepare a way before you in the presence of you. Quit acting like God is not in absolute control. You cannot believe that God can and will and still worry. The two bump heads. The two cannot be true. You can't believe all of these great things about God and still live life worried and in fear. You can't trust God and worry. You can't pray and worry. You can't praise the Lord and worry. I believe it's James who said, blessings and cursings cannot come out of the same mouth. Likewise, faith and fear cannot coexist. Worry and worship cannot occupy the same space. I either trust the Lord or I don't. And one counsels out the other. Fourth reason for you not to worry this year. Number four, because worry distracts me from my God-intended purpose. Worry distracts me from my God-intended purpose. You ever worried about anything and, and, and before long you forgot what you were supposed to be doing? I mean, you just lost track of mine. Of, I was supposed, mm, I done got off track. Because you were worried about something else and what worry does, worry, worry, worry is like, worry is like a river in the mind. And, and as that water trickles through the mind, it creates a channel. And, and everything that is a part of your mind, because that worry keeps creating that channel, everything else just starts to flow into that channel. When you let worry run its course through your mind, that's why it pulls you off task and pulls you off schedule and pulls you off focus. Which is why Jesus says, watch this, seek ye first the kingdom of God. He, he's saying, I need you to focus on this. In, in other words, seek, put your attention, put your energy, put your effort on the, th the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all the other stuff that you've been worried about, that'll come. See, because worry takes your mind off of the kingdom. Watch this. Why? Because if you're thinking about, if you're not thinking about the kingdom, you'll start thinking about yours. If you're not thinking about the kingdom of God, you'll start trying to figure out how do I build my own kingdom? How do I make my own success? How do I ensure my own future? How do I make sure that I got a good nest egg? How do I make sure that my retirement is in place? And you start doing everything that's God's business. And before long, you've lost sight of the kingdom of God, putting your energies and your efforts into every else that's why Jesus said seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything you've been worried about he said I'll, I'll take care of that lastly I'm through fifth reason I want to share with you not to worry this year and it's in the text because it's all in God's hands it's all 
in God's hands. Verse 30, verse 30 said, uh, when he started talking about uh, the flowers and, and, and the fact that they are so arrayed, uh, verse 30 said, God gives such beauty to everything that grows in the fields. Watch it. It's in God's hands. God, God, it's in God's hands. God, God, God takes care of the birds. God takes care of the flowers. If he's taking care of those things, he's taking, it's in God's hands. Stop worrying about what's in God's hand. says, even though it is here today and thrown into a fire tomorrow, he will surely do even more for you. Why do you have such little faith? It's in God's hands. Don't worry about tomorrow. Let tomorrow take care of itself. Why? Because tomorrow is in God's hands. Quit trying to fix it. Get ahead of it. No, leave it to God. Because most of the stuff you're trying to fix, you can't fix anyhow. Things you're trying to make right, you can't make right. Somebody offended you years ago. Some infraction occurred and you're trying to get that right and get that individual right and make that relationship right. Put it in God's hands. Quit trying to, watch this, quit trying to fix everybody. I don't know who that was for. I feel a, a weight over on this side though. Quit trying to fix everybody. That's not your job. That's God's business. Let him handle his creation. And stop worrying. Live in victory this year. Stop worrying. Quit losing sleep and losing hair. Stop worrying. Talk to me, somebody. Quit losing weight. Stop worrying. Worrying should not be a weight management plan. Talk to me, somebody. Stop worrying. Let God, let God, I'm serious, with all, with all sincerity, put what you're worrying about in the Lord's hands. Watch this and walk away. Walk away. Leave it alone. You should have figured out by now, I ain't going to shout you. But I hope you got the message. Put it in God's hands. Leave it alone. And you don't have to worry. You don't have to live in fear, live in anger and anxiety and angst and everything else. Let God handle it. And he will. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Eternal God, our Father, how grateful, how thankful we are this morning that you've given us a new year, a new Sunday in this new year where we've come for worship, we've come for glory, we've come to honor you. And in this moment, 
we want to start the new year off right. We want to start it off in such a way that we say to you, God, we completely trust you. And things that we've had in our hands, we're putting in yours. Things that we've carried on our backs, we're releasing to you. Things that we've tried to fix, we're believing that you can and you will. And God, where we have worried needlessly, help us this year to live in victory. Oh God, where we have failed to live in faith and to give our lives over to you and place our all in your hands, God, forgive us now. Because we believe now, God, that with you all things are possible. And we refuse to live this year like we did last. Our lives are in your hand. Our times are in your hand. And we will not worry. We will not be afraid. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you're here this morning, watch this. Somebody's been afraid to commit their lives. Somebody's been worried about what someone's going to think about them and how someone's going to treat them or relate to them by coming and saying, yes, I want to be a follower of Christ. Yes, I want to be a member of this church. I want to invite you this morning. Start this year off afresh and anew. Not worried about anybody or anything else that anyone would say, think, or imagine. This is about you and God only. I want to encourage you to put your life in his hands. I want you to encourage I want to encourage you this year to start by taking these few steps of faith. And I promise you this, if you take one step, he'll take two. If you're here this morning, won't you put your life in his hands? Won't you come now and become a part of this ministry, a part of this church? Let us be your brothers and sisters in Christ. The doors of the church are open. You can come by letter by Christian experience or as a candidate for baptism. Won't you all help us sing this? My life is in your hands. Don't be afraid. Joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. Troubles, they don't last. Bless, bless. The doors of the church are open. Hallelujah. Heal the wife. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. And if your heart is broken, won't you lift those hands? You ought to declare it today. Come on, sing it like you mean it. Oh, I know. Oh, I know that I can make it. I know that I. I know that I can stand. No matter. No matter what may come my way. My life is in your hands. With Jesus. With Jesus I can stand. 
friends and loved ones. Can't be found. Remember this, remember this, remember this. He'll wipe your tears. Yes. If your heart is broken, I dare you, I dare you to lift those hands. Come on, come on, y'all. Oh, I know, I know, I know.
read. Beard, beard. I'm sorry I had that wrong. Would you both stand, please? They're both coming by Christian experience. Amen. That means you have been baptized. You have been baptized. That means you have made Jesus the head of your life. If this church accepts you as a member, are you willing to study with us? Are you willing to work with us? Amen, amen. I'm going to ask that you would go with Sister Butler, that you be scheduled for your orientation classes. God bless you. I'm going to ask everyone to gather around. The others are coming for prayer. Let us pray. Father God, we come now thanking you for this day Father you've allowed us to see another year and in this new year O oh Lord there will be a new journey Father we ask O oh Lord that you would go with these that are coming for prayer today they're coming Lord wanting to leave behind those things of last year and continue on the journey that you've set before them Father, you know those situations and circumstances. You know what they're having to deal with on a daily basis, O oh Lord. So, Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would intervene right now, O oh Lord. That you would touch their lives right now, Lord. Do it now. That they be freed from the things of the past. And be able to continue on this year in a new walk. Father, we love you and we need you. And ask, O oh Lord, that you would just wrap your loving arms around us. Keep us in your loving care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Let the church say amen. Amen. All hearts and minds are clear. Won't you stand? Won't you stand? Won't you stand? Look your neighbor in the eye and ask your neighbor, what you worrying about? What you worrying about? What you worrying about? And look at them again and say, stop that worrying. Stop that worrying. Stop that worrying. Stop that worrying. We're not going to worry this year. We're not going to worry this year. Amen. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.